Hello, everyone. Art Tomasetti back with you for our final podcast of the year. Hard to believe we've been doing this podcast now for 12 months. I hope you've enjoyed the programming that we brought to you and look forward to another exciting year of content in 2021. Thank you, as always, for listening, and thank you to the folks who have provided us feedback over the past several weeks. We want to hear what you think, and we want to know what you would like to hear about. This month, we are trying something a little different. While I have done one-on-one interviews in the past, we're expanding the envelope this month with a panel discussion. There's a lot going on in the world of autonomous flight, machine learning, and artificial intelligence as it relates to aviation. But how would you even begin to go about flight testing those things? In this episode, we will present part one of a panel discussion on autonomous flight testing. Our panel is made up of Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Rohrberg, callsign Wigby, who is Director of Operations for the 452nd Flight Test Squadron, Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Hal Heffron, a U.S. Air Force Test Pilot School instructor, Captain Joshua Voodoo Roundtree, 452nd Flight Test Squadron RPA pilot, and First Lieutenant Avery Leonard, Deputy Chief Engineer for the Emerging Technology CTF at Edwards Air Force Base. All right, uh, I'd like to welcome to our podcast today, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Warburg, call sign Wigby. Uh, Wigby, what I'd like you to do is kind of give us a little bit about where you are, what your job is, and then introduce us to the rest of the folks we have for the panel today. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Turbo, thanks for the opportunity to talk with you and uh, introduce our topic to the Test Society. Uh, of course, any other interested parties that are dialing into the podcast. Uh, yeah, I go by Wigby, Lieutenant Colonel Rohrberg. I'm the Director of Operations at the 452nd Flight Test Squadron and Global Vigilance CTF here at Edwards Air Force Base. We do RQ4 testing and, uh, you know, one of uh, a number of pieces here in the test center that do, you know, autonomous vehicles uh, and things of that nature. It was interesting, you know, somehow my phone knows I'm a huge nerd and uh, found and recommended the podcast to me back in the spring or summer of this year. And after listening to a few, I found myself realizing that this was a good opportunity for me to participate in a COVID safe way with the flight test safety community and to start a good conversation uh, with a broader audience about autonomy, autonomous vehicles and machine learning. Uh, I'm also smart enough to know I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to these matters. So of course I phoned a few friends to see if they wanted to talk about this with you and uh, they all said yes, so it was great. Uh, So on the line with me, I've got Lieutenant Colonel and PhD Hal Heffron. He's an instructor at Test Pilot School here at Edwards and Captain Voodoo Roundtree, one of our RPA test pilots at the 452nd. And then Lieutenant Avery Leonard from the, uh, excuse me, Emerging Technology CTF. He's the deputy chief engineer over there. All three of these professionals are working on some variation of the word autonomy. Um, And the the final piece I'll say is, you know, it struck me when I got to the 452nd back in the summer of 19, that the machines we've been operating for the past 30 years or more have a lot more autonomy than we may have uh, realized, Uh, whether that's an F-35, F-16, or even a B-52, which is where I started life. Uh, The aircraft is doing a lot of things for you may or may not even understand. So as we move forward in developing more and more complex systems, how should we safely test these systems? Uh, do I have to check every node uh, and every information path, or is there some other innovation uh, that I need in order to test the innovation itself? Uh, at this point, um, I've exhausted my knowledge on uh, autonomous vehicles, and I hand it over uh, to Voodoo to talk about uh, some of the stuff he's working on. 
Awesome. Thank you. So this is Captain Josh Roundtree. I'm the Global Vigilance Combined Test Force Chief of Safety. So I'm Colonel Rohrberg's uh, Chief of Safety over his squadron over there. And I'm also a test pilot for the for the RPA squadron as well. Uh, my introduction, so I started finding myself into uh, in autonomy type of systems and projects back when I was in operational test with the uh, with the RQ4. Um, and we, we dabble a little bit back then. And then as I went into and I started going through the Air Force's test pilot school, that's where, where I was really thrown into the deep end about what we're doing with autonomy and ways we're trying to figure out how to test these systems, how to tease out how well they're performing at various tasks that we ask them to. Uh, and so that's where my, my introduction to autonomy came from and where my interest really, really uh, began to explode there as well. And so as, as we go along, I try to find a way to marry up the, uh, uh, the capabilities of autonomy with remotely piloted aircraft and ultimately unmanned aircraft as we, as we move forward in this field. It's a pretty exciting time to be in it. Excellent. Thanks, Voodoo. How about Lieutenant Avery? Over to you. Tell us about what you're working on. Hey, this is Lieutenant Avery Leonard. I'm the uh, Deputy Chief Engineer at the Emergent Technologies CTF. Been out at Edwards for about a year now and uh, came right to the ET CTF. And we mostly handle uh, flight tests for small UAS. So typically we provide a surrogate UAS platform for our customers to come in and fly their autonomy. And really, we actually do a lot of data collection for these developers uh, early on in the development of their autonomy. We're not doing so much uh, actual evaluation of it, like a finished product. We're, we're very early in the DE uh, testing. So we actually normally do a lot of test uh, and simulation first, even at the ETCTF before we actually go and flight test it. Uh, and we actually usually bring the autonomy developers out as well to operate their autonomies. So it's interesting what we do out here. Looking forward to talking more about that. All right, thanks. And then uh, Hal, finally for you and what you're currently working on. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Heffron, go by Hal. I'm uh, the Director of Curriculum Standards at uh, Test Pilot School, and I'm also working on a variety of uh, AI and, you know, kind of machine learning topics as applied to, to aircraft. Uh, in particular, uh, we've been leading some TMPs uh, at Test Pilot School, right, some test management projects. Uh, uh, for, for those not familiar with them, they're kind of short uh, programs, uh, about two, two weeks in length. Uh, where we'll go out and do some flight tests. Of course, uh, there's a lot of work leading up to that flight test in terms of planning and execution, um, or in terms of planning, we have the execution window and the reporting, uh, you know, kind of uh, after the uh, the execution window there. Uh, of course, our, our students are, are the ones really uh, pushing the envelope on these, on these tests, but we've had a variety of uh, autonomy and AI related uh, tests recently, uh, one of which was uh, the Have Spiders program, which I'm sure you'll hear more about in, in the future here from uh, Voodoo, uh, that put some uh, autonomy uh, and AI, if you will, onto an F-16, and we went out and uh, flew it here uh, last March. Uh, we have a, a handful of other ones coming up uh, that we're going to be utilizing the CalSpan Learjet for, uh, in particular, uh, taking a look at some uh, sim-to-real uh, challenges that exist uh, as you start to apply uh, ad advanced auto autonomy uh, to, you know, our aircraft domain. If you're trying to train an AI agent how to control an aircraft in simulation, there are a lot of uh, considerations with uh, transitioning that, uh, that agent that was trained in simulation to being able to fly and execute in the real world. And so we're starting to tackle some of those problems uh, as well with upcoming uh, projects uh, again this, uh, this coming March. Uh, so, so definitely a lot more to follow there. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that for now. 
Uh, we do have a, a lot of other work going on as well, but uh, we can we can dive into those weeds in a little bit. Okay, thanks. So, so you're talking to somebody who grew up in the Pong generation. And yes, I, I've flown some pretty high-tech machines, but obviously all manned and, and with maybe the beginnings of some autonomous capability. So talk to me a little bit about the, the differences, the first differences you notice when you're doing testing for autonomy versus what I, would, I guess we'll call traditional flight testing. And let's, let's keep the same order uh, that we were speaking in. So we'll go to, to you, Voodoo, first. So some of the differences there, the differences get really interesting when you're when you're looking at um, uh, at flight test and or traditional flight test and what we do with autonomy. Uh, an interesting thing with autonomy is it's kind of like when you're uh, a basic way of looking at this is when you're when you're training a pilot or a crew member from you know on a platform type of thing. You're going to ask them to perform a certain task, but you don't quite know how well they're going to be able to perform that task. Uh, so those are some of the interesting aspects that you kind of have to think about when it comes to testing uh, something that has autonomous functions as compared to a traditional system that we're used to having, where you have one defined input and you know exactly, you, you believe you know what the output is, is going to be. Um, and it's a fairly simple algorithm that was created by somebody uh, at a computer. Uh, so that's that's one of the biggest aspects that uh, I think that, that we have to be looking at as we go forward. Okay, thanks. So Lieutenant Leonard, do you, for to, if you're gonna to describe to, to those of us who are been around for a while, the there's differences you notice from your perspective uh, in the testing that you're doing. So I basically actually only know autonomy flight test. Um, back in undergrad, I, I worked on the developer side for about two years and uh, then commissioned, came to the Air Force and came straight to flight testing, small UAS. Um, so I can't really speak too well to the differences, but I can say that it uh, seems unique, at least from what I've seen so far, at least at what the CTF does. We provide the aircraft, we provide the computers to go inside of it that actually are going to run the autonomy. So our customers come out, just the software, they can load it up uh, onto our surrogate UAS platforms and then we go fly it. Uh, and we just give them their data back. So I imagine it's a, a little bit different. Guys, please correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, that's that's something that I see anyway. Excellent. How how about you? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, some of the some of the big differences that, that I've seen, I, I, I think uh, the first one that might strike uh, longtime testers is the, the kind of instrumentation that, that you need for, or the way you need to think about instrumentation for testing autonomous systems, right? Uh, typically, we think of instrumentation as, you know, uh, a way to gather gather data. Maybe we're, we're adding, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, so, so, something to our aircraft to pick up structural dynamics, or we're, we're, we're putting something else on, on boards to, to measure uh, fuel flow uh, clearly, right? So, thinking in terms of, of hardware a lot of times when we think about instrumentation. With AI, we need to start to think about uh, in, in, in testing autonomy, how, how, do, we, how do we instrument uh, our aircraft to give us the data that we need to be able to uh, verify uh, functionality uh, of the system, right? And then also to be able to trust the system. Uh, so uh, one, of the, one of the big differences is that I, we, we can't treat autonomy as a black box, right? So a lot of times we're, we're testing things and we, we treat it as a black box. We don't understand necessarily the origins of it. We, we don't care about um, where, where it came from because it's just an algorithm. Well, with autonomy, it's not just an algorithm anymore. A lot of times there's an underlying data set that uh, tied with the algorithm produces the resultant behaviors. 
And so you have to understand um, that instrumenting this, this you know, uh, autonomous system goes all the way back to uh, how that system was developed and, and the, the genesis of the, of the uh, autonomous capability. And so we have to be able to instrument and understand all the way back to uh, the, the original data that was used to train the agent uh, and then all the way through on the aircraft, uh, understanding the, all the inputs coming in, the outputs going out, uh, as well as sometimes we might need to see how it's being processed uh, through, uh, for instance, if you have like a neural network that's been trained, you might need to actually uh, be able to take a look at certain layers inside uh, that neural network to understand uh, where an algorithm uh, or where this uh, particular uh, network is going wrong. So it's, it's a different level of uh, software instrumentation, I think, than what we're uh, used to uh, in you know, testing uh, traditionally. Uh, another another area uh, that I've you know seen some differences are uh, planning for unpredictability. So, and I, I know this is uh, near and dear to uh, Voodoo's heart. So you know I might uh, pass this over to him in in just a moment. But uh, in, in general, you know you're you're never quite sure. Uh, at least with when I say you're never quite sure, that's not true. Uh, there there can be unpredictable events or uh, that that occur uh, while flying, and so you have to kind of plan for that unpredictability, the uh, maybe unknown unknowns, right? That you're dealing with with uh, autonomy, uh, such as it, it might want to fly you out of the airspace and so on. And so we have to have ways to uh, constrain and bound that autonomy, or find other creative ways to uh, to do that. Uh, with, with that, actually, I want to I want to pass it over to Voodoo to see if he has a, a few comments from his own uh, experience on on board an F-16, you know, doing some flight tests with regard to uh, planning for unpredictability. I appreciate that, Hal. This is Voodoo again. So I I really appreciate that because there's there's some really great lessons learned that we had from that project that are like you said near and dear to my heart here. Uh, you're really getting to that aspect of instrumenting the AI uh, to understand its behavior. We have to, we do have to find a way to peer inside. Uh, and find out what exactly is going on under the hood as it's as it's going through that process. And where that really begins is way back in the development phase. And I think this is something that the test community likes to talk about quite a bit, uh, that testers need to get involved with systems early on. Um, but to really to be able to do that, we have to be part of the teams that are developing this because you have to bake in and design in uh, how you're going to test this right from the beginning to really understand that system under test, understand the test environment that it's going to, or the, the training environment that we'll be using for the system as the system learns how to performance behaviors uh, and exactly learning how you want to instrument that instrument that uh, that system as it were type of thing um, and then additionally you know when you're looking at the safety aspect of this you're dead on about looking at unpredictability and being prepared for that so you have to be prepared for unpredictability uh, that might include uh, communicating with your range controllers to say hey this is what's this was what the system is build confidence with them to describe the system and educate them on on what the system does and where it's what exactly we're looking to test and where where pitfalls could possibly occur so we can be ready for them before they occur um, and one one way you can produce a really safe system that we did with our F-16 project and have spiders is we used a, a manned surrogate uh, test platform uh, on on our project. So what we did is we we had people on board the F-16. We had pilots and flight test engineers on board the F-16, and the the artificial intelligence of the system would go ahead and provide flight instructions that would direct the flight path of the aircraft to the pilot, and the pilot would go ahead and fly those fly those maneuvers. 
Um, from a safety aspect, we were able to learn a lot of lessons from that system. But at the same time, if anything looked odd or anything looked unsafe, we had a pilot on board that could go ahead and take control right then and there uh, and prevent any issues from occurring. So that's that's a way that you can uh, implement some safety. So I would, I would say that the, some of the big aspects there are um, are going to be uh, consider man circuit testing platforms that you might use for your initial versions of your autonomy. And then as you build forward, go ahead and communicate with your airspace controllers to say, hey, this is what our system is. Help educate them and the rest of your supporters on how that system works, what it's designed to do. Because uh, the best way to be safe with your system is to know your system and then educate others on your system as well. And and, and I think that that kind of goes to one of the things that is uh you know, similar to traditional flight tests, right? I'm, I'm, I'm making air quotes with traditional here, right? Um, but uh, it, it's that having that in-depth understanding of, of the system under test is a requirement, whether you're doing traditional test uh, testing or, uh, you know, testing of autonomous uh, systems or art artificial in intelligence systems. Um, but uh, one, other, one other comment I wanted to add in as well is that, uh, to, to pile on to Voodoo is that the planning for unpredictability piece, while while you, you know, we, we are going out and testing deterministic systems, just to be clear, these uh, like, you know, neural network uh, controllers and things, they are still deterministic unless they're learning on the fly, in which case then you could have some bounded uh, undeterminism, but we, we won't go there for now. Uh, assuming that it is a uh, a trained neural network, it is deterministic, the, the big question is, is, Will you get some input that's outside of, uh, you know, I guess the the range of expected values that you'd traditionally have trained under? And if it's out of, uh, you know, this kind of out of bag, uh, I guess, uh, you know, observation, is there going to be some weird, uh, you know, weird control uh, input that might be made by the system in that kind of situation? And so that's the kind of planning for unpredictability that you need to account for and, and, uh, and, and think about. Well, I hope you enjoyed our first ever panel discussion. We will pick up where we left off next month with part two of our look at autonomous flight testing. For this month's On The Web feature, let's stay with the concept of automation. In the Resources tab on our website, you will find a section titled 737 MAX Aircraft Certification Related Reports. And in that section, if you click on the link titled CRS Report on Cockpit Automation, Flight Systems, and Aircraft Cert, this will take you to a Congressional Research Services report that covers issues of design of cockpit interfaces, pilot training, safety design of aircraft systems, and the certification process for new aircraft technologies. Hope you enjoyed the last issue of the Flight Test Safety Fact, and it will be back again in January. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly hope that 2021 brings us back together for in-person events. So stay tuned for this podcast. We'll bring you the info on those events as soon as it becomes available. Well, that'll wrap us up for this podcast and for this year. Don't forget to join us in January for part two of our panel discussion on autonomous flight testing. And as we put 2020 in the rearview mirror, let's reflect on what we've learned, be thankful for what we have, and step purposefully into a new year. Make the most of this holiday season and happy new year to everyone. Until 2021, my friends, be safe, be smart, and be ready. The Flight Test Safety Podcast is sponsored by Time to Climb Training and Consulting. Motivate your team to succeed, accelerate towards your goals, and elevate to a higher level of performance. 
on the web at www.time2climb.com.